Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Andrew from Brooklyn, New York, joining us. Andrew, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. So if memory serves correct, and I and I found this information out like uh, 30 seconds ago, so you've been in real estate for 13 years. <laughs> so when you <laughs> yeah. first started, what do you think this career would look like? And what did it ending? Oh, what did it end up looking just, like? I'm sorry, Umar, you just went up and down. I'm sorry, I, I lost blank for a second? half of what you just said. I'm sorry. Hey, no worries. This uh, So uh, when you first started in real estate, you had an idea of what it was. And but now you've got the reality of what it really is. What was the delta between the two? What you thought it was versus what the reality is? When I started, I came from a hospitality and um, a little bit of property management side of things. We ended up, uh, I ended up moving strangely enough to Utah and kind of doing the Park City high end rental world and nice. decided that I, I couldn't handle Utah and moved back to the city and finished my license and did all the 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 rigmarole to get the that going. But I thought it was much more of a, a hospitality kind of, you know, opening doors and welcoming people and giving them everything that they wanted and everything that they needed all at once. When in reality it's it's much more of a business that is focused on going after new business and kind of making sure that your client's best interests and uh, are, are what's what takes precedence at, despite what other forces might come out their way, basically. It was definitely not just opening doors and, and collecting checks, as it were. Nice. Uh, so as you've gone through, you know, a gazillion transactions, what was one of the first ones that you did where you really learned a valuable lesson that really helped you uh, do better in this industry? Was there a particular transaction that stands out? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, tons of them. Um, I, um, one, there was one that stood out once where, uh, I started doing real estate in 2010. That was the height of the, the bed bug. Oh plague. yeah. And it was interesting to see how many people didn't want to do things the right way because, you know, it was a matter of spending $5,000 per apartment to clear them out. Oh wow you know, when it first started and there was no disclosures or anything legal that had to happen to tell a new tenant that they were in a place that was clean or cleaned. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of people would try to sneak bed bugs into apartments. I had landlords try to blame bed bugs on people that hadn't even moved into the apartment yet. And so those kind of, uh, understanding that you need to, I needed to kind of deal with people that were going to be straightforward and wanting to be doing things on the up and up was kind of what made me realize where I wanted to go in real estate and getting into, you know, more sales based stuff and, and places where people wanted to be. I want to, I want to work with people that want to work with me. And I, I got tired of dealing with people that were just trying to make a quick, quick dime on a, on somebody else's expense. 
So, Andrew, you and I are going to save the real estate industry in the next 10 minutes. So, so get ready. And what we're going to do is we're going to design, uh, you know, what do agents uh, really need to to know to be successful in this industry? So a good example would be certainly, you know, prospecting is an evergreen kind of thing. A lot of times people, you know, prospect, they get business happening and they take the foot off the gas. Uh but so we need constant reminders there. So if we were designing a curriculum of, let's say, the five things that realtors really need to uh, be good at, be great at, to build a great career, what would those be? The five things, and again, forgive me, Umar, you're you're, uh, you're coming and going. Is on it coming in and out? I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm sorry. But from what I gather, you said I uh, the five things that we would we would uh, design a curriculum around trying to get somebody into the business or trying to stay strong in the business. Is somebody that- that's in the business, somebody that's in the business uh, that really wants to be great at it. Like it's basically sure. the fundamentals that in any sport that people uh, start doing, but then they forget about and try and do more fancier things. Like what would be the five fundamental things realtors really need to be great at to build a great career? Sure. Well, uh, in the middle part of my career, I actually, at my first firm, uh, at, I worked for a, a smaller firm called Ido Properties Group, and I, I ran their Cobble Hill office. I was a manager for about seven years, broker manager, so I had my own deals as well. And the agents, I, so I, I have experience with seeing what, what works and what agents stick around and which, which don't. And the, the things I, th- I think, uh, let's see, the first thing is obviously, you know, you have to be able to get up earlier than 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 everybody else, and you have to stay later than than everybody else. And so, work ethic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you have to have the idea that you you have to be of the idea that you're not done until the deal is done, and the, and the check is 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 cashed. And that's true for every part of the business, though. So, prospecting leads, following up with everybody you've ever met. You know, showing the house and getting uh, and preparing the listing for, sorry, preparing the listing for uh, the the public, being able to not stop until the job is done is is number one, and you probably won't get very far in this business unless you do that already. The second one I would have to say is the one that gives me the most trouble probably is just the organization of data and contacts and having a CRM or having some sort of system that keeps every every connection that you're going to make in some sort of order because the people that sell one house and you know don't go to open houses and don't follow up with everybody that came through aren't going to get that second third fourth house down the line so being able to track your business and having specifics data about you know who you're meeting what you're selling what your price points are things like that is is very clutch as well let's see number three so we've got work ethic, we've got uh, CRM and systems, and number three is? Number three, I think, is kind of the stick that comes with the work ethic is you're going to have ups and downs, and you're going to have periods of time where you probably won't sell something and you won't, or, or you'll, you'll lose a deal, or, I mean, there's all the horror stories of, I mean, I live in the land of co-ops, so, you know, co-ops are notoriously fickle, and they you can do everything right, and it'll still it'll still fall apart. I mean, the, the whole game of real estate is bringing two horses to water and you can't make either of them drink. So you have to make sure that you're able to get up the next day and do it again and do the same things. Or And if the same things aren't working after a couple of times, you have to be able to adapt and do something else in order to, to drive your business. Let's see. The fourth thing, um, what makes a good real estate? I mean, so far, those are three pretty good ones. What else can I say? They are. Knowledge. 
I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, they are pretty good. So yeah, product knowledge, what's happening out Absolutely. there and how do you, uh, what are the most effective ways of doing that? Because you can, uh, there's, there's got to be better strategies. Yeah, go, go see property is probably the number one thing I would suggest uh, someone new, someone trying to get into the business. Understanding your neighborhood or your area. I, I know that, uh, you know, in New York City, it's very specific. You, you, there are entire agencies or entire agents businesses that are dedicated to just one building, you know, I mean, one block, one avenue, one neighborhood is one zip code, which is very, very small area. But you have to know what the top floor is selling for in that building. You have to know what houses on this block sell for when they're landmarked and are gut renovation and are gut renovated would be needed. And you need to know the, you need to be able to inform your clients and, and, and teach them and, and bring them onto your level so that they understand what they're getting themselves into. It's very easy to lose a deal by not knowing the, the data before going into a meeting. And it's also, in my experience, it's it's being able to teach uh, uh, someone something about their own listing or someone to teach, give, giving, giving somebody the knowledge they need to see the market the way you see it is a very great way to get right to, to the listing to be signed and right to the deal to be done because that's what you're there for. And then I think the fifth thing is, is more esoteric. It's definitely good being able to have customer service at a, and, and, you know, have doing this for the right reasons and doing it with the good intentions and trying to, you know, trying to spread some sort of, you know, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, I you know, you're, you're spreading love, you're spreading, you know, you're spreading, don't, um, you have to be able to want to do it. You have to want to bring people to a good outcome. And when you want to do that and you're able to bring people to a good place, they will not stop talking about you and they will tell all their friends about you. And that is the relationship that I strive for with in, in my business, at least. So I'm going to add a few more to those. There are like five really great ones. And this is kind of piggybacks on some of your stuff, but uh, really being a great salesperson, really understanding how the sales process works and being bold enough to ask for the sale uh, really handling objections. So I think that salesmanship part needs to be there because sales for a lot of people is a bad word and basically nothing happens till somebody sells something, whether it's an idea to uh, cure cancer or it's uh, doing a transaction in real estate. So I think that would be one. Another one I'd add in there is really getting a good sense of uh, understanding human behavior because, you know, half your job is uh, being therapist to your clients and also uh, yeah. a professional negotiator when it's a couple and they think they're on the same page and they're not. So I think that yeah. sales would be one. Understanding human behavior would be another. The third one would be is really taking a look at our own limitations and fears and overcoming those, becoming a better, more powerful human being as we go along because we all have fears and anxieties within us. Uh, I'd also uh, think just the ability to uh, keep a positive mindset because it is a tough business that sometimes it's incredibly tough. And then, of course, we've had these times where, you know, uh, anything you put on the market gets sold within a day, which are you know, happy times. Uh, anything else missing off that list? What else would you add on that list? No, I think the positive outset is really kind of crucial because uh, I, I it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work without it. I don't see how you get up every day and have a 
real estate career if you didn't want to do it. It's so easy to fall off and it's so easy to not be, to just stay in bed that day. And the, the ability, I think, as I touched on and you touched on it, just the ability to get up the next day and do it again and want to do it again. Your clients can tell when you don't, your, your clients will know your, your teammates. If you're, if you run a team or or if you have a team, if you didn't want to be there that day, they, they're going to know, they're going to tell, and they're going to, they're not going to want to be in the same influence. They're not going to want to be in the same room. They're not, the energy isn't going to be capable of producing quality sales and quality leads if you're not ready to kind of jump on the boat and, and, and start, start paddling along with everybody else. Uh, what was the best real estate advice you've ever gotten on how to be a great realtor? The best real estate advice? Um, certainly uh, one up there would be uh, don't, don't, do, don't hold off anything till tomorrow that you can't do today, I think. Uh, and I think the ability to, I, I, I wish I had a sort of succinct phrase, but I, I have found that the ability to talk about a lot of things, even slightly, uh, has has helped me dramatically, and so I think being up on the world and and you know paying attention to the news and and enjoying the things that you enjoy, like if you if you like music or you like movies, make sure that you engage in in those worlds. Make sure you go to concerts. Make sure you go to movies. Make sure you join book clubs. Make sure you you bring all of yourself to to the table. And the more and more you interact with the world as you want it, the the better your business will be. Brilliant. So Andrew, what's a, what's a mind hack you'd like to share with our listeners? Something you do to be more effective, productive, happier? I like that phrase. Well, you know, I, I, I just kind of lived through COVID with, uh, and the COVID world, and, and I had a kid at the same time. So I basically, the, the world before COVID and, and the world before my, my, my child arrived in January of 2020, my daughter, is very different. To, uh, it just it's it's a different place, and so uh, I think that I mean, for what what hacked my mind, I suppose, would be being able to go to go to go outside again and to think about going home to my to my family, my wife and daughter. I know it's cliche, but it's just it it has to be it re- betrays what has to happen. It really reveals what what needs to be thought of in the forefront, and that kind of just motivates me to to work harder that day. I don't. I, I wish I had a, a an office or, or some sort of clerical hack for it, but I. I it, it's honestly no, no. the, the I mean, motivation that's like the, to. That's what life's about. Is, yeah, is family. Precise, that's why we yeah. do what we do. So don't lose sight of that. All right, Andrew. Have a have a kick ass, amazing rest of the day. Go sell something, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. I, I Umar. I'm sorry. I wish I could hear you a little bit better. I, I, I feel a little off off with, with the connection, but I really appreciate being uh, invited on here. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 